You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the host of the WordPress Community Podcast, Yost Devog. Hi there, everybody. Uh, we're back for another show. Last week I was in Manchester on what is probably the crappiest internet connection I've ever ever seen. So that wasn't really working as well as it should. Uh, but we're back this week and we're back with a cool guest as well. Um, of course, Frederick is with me as always. Hey, everybody. Uh, and we've got a guest called Chris Perillo. And if you don't know that name, you've been in a, a bunker somewhere for the last couple of years. I have actually been in a bunker. I'm in a bunker right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but let's get this in the in the normal and proper way, which means that we would usually start with a bit of news first, Frederick, if we've got some. We do have some. A lot of interesting things since we last uh, did a show. Uh, one of the things that I, I isn't really news, but I want to make sure that. Uh, the uh, WordPressers out there are aware is Network Solutions had a lot of issues with WordPress security um, last month and um, for those of you that use them, I, I mean I've consulted for some clients that, that use Network Solution hosting for, for WordPress, I would look very seriously at whether or not you'd like to continue that relationship and I don't know if either of you gentlemen want to weigh in on that point but it's, um, it's a big It was deal. some dirty shit they pulled. They basically, and let's give everybody the background, uh, Frederick, uh, what they said and what, what was really happening. Well, in terms of, 
of all the details, I mean, I didn't follow the play-by-play, -play, but what I know for certain is that uh, Network Solutions did not communicate clearly about um, what they do to keep their network clean and, and certainly what you know their their customers need to do to to do their part. Um, Yost, if you have any you know particulars that'll be helpful for people, I mean, feel free. Uh, it would basically um, blame the WordPress uh, because uh, people could change each other's files on their servers and thus could look into the, uh, each other's uh, config files. Um, the fact that that is at all possible basically means their server configuration is shit. Uh, and that it's not WordPress's fault, it's the fault of everybody else. So the, their complaint was that WordPress was storing the database password as plain text in a config file. Um, I give you... Uh, 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 well, think about it. It needs to be stored somewhere. It, it has to be stored on on the server. Um, so there's not re really any use of doing it any any different way and, and all the major uh, projects out there do it that way but somehow they they picked on WordPress for doing that which was stupid well it's ludicrous I mean it's one of the most popular software packages available so anyway for any of you guys out there you know news like this is not acceptable if you're using network solutions you know talk to your buddies see what they're using maybe you want to uh, think twice um, another something actually positive and interesting bringing living stories to WordPress this from last month as well um, evidently uh, living stories is a new uh, news format experimental news format from Google and there's a plug in theme surrounding um, you know this uh, this new format so we'll have a link for that that we'll drop in the chat room in the show notes for those of you that want to try this uh, this new Google news format I think it's very interesting um, also just out are geolocation plugin updates for iPhone and BlackBerry. For those of you who are uh, interested or have blogs that uh, you know where, where location matters, uh, that's some a handy update for you. And I think the last thing um, is the uh, the word camps for this month. Month there's a number of them: Chile, Paris, Argentina, Victoria, Denmark, Italy, Malaysia, Rally. In Fayetteville, oh, in uh, Yokohama, it's just a, a huge month. Uh, I also heard that WordCamp San Francisco and Orange County, and, and uh, I think there's another one, are also very excellent. Um, so there will be some great WordCamp TV videos soon enough if they're not up already. Cool. Uh, also, notice that um, the uh, WordPress uh, app application for iPhone is also working quite well on an iPad. Um, I've been playing with that, and it's, um, it's it's more convenient than typing on an iPhone, though not as convenient as a, an actual keyboard, of course. But it works quite well. So uh, that basically means you can take your your iPad and uh, and a small keyboard with you, and you and you're on the go. Excellent. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what you mentioned yet that uh, WordPress 3.0 beta one or. To, no, we're on beta one still, right? Yeah, we're still on beta one. Yeah. Well, beta one is is out there um, for you to play with. Um, so go do that. 
Uh, other than that, I don't have anything to add. Other uh, besides uh, uh, some plugging of my own stuff, in that I, and, uh, last week I uh, released the Salesforce for WordPress uh, uh, plugin. Well, we call it WordPress to to lead because it basically lets you make a contact form and submit that straight into Salesforce. Um, yeah, that's so far for the commercials from my side. That is. Um, <laughs> well, it's an excellent uh, plugin. It's been picked up on CMS Wire and lots of other major news blogs. So. Yeah, I was amazed. It's uh, that, uh, the fact that a major company does stuff like that and sponsors it because I actually got paid to to build that plugin. Um, and it was great to work with the guys at Salesforce, but the fact that Mashable and TechCrunch, etc., all picked it up was like, uh -huh, what's happening here? What was it, at when, which point did WordPress become such big news? Um, I think I, guess, started, I was going to say probably when you started participating, because all of your projects tend to do that. <laughs> uh, well, no, not that big, though. This, this is new for me, too. But it's a good thing. I think it's good for the WordPress community to be seen as a real CMS. Um, and that is something that's lacking sometimes. Anyhow, we've got way too interesting a guest on the show to uh, to keep on rambling. Um, Chris, thanks yes. for being Sure. Um, is there any way in which we can prob properly describe what you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> which oh. is really unfortunate, uh, but fortunate at the same time. No, I've... Uh, I, I, I guess I am me, and very few people can say that, at least in a personal and professional capacity. Usually it's just in a personal uh, sense. But uh, I've been lucky enough to carve out a career in me. Yeah. <laughs> so my interests are wide and varied, and uh, you know certainly that's taken me through over a decade of uh, being an entrepreneur online and kind of, I guess, controlling my own destiny and being able to... Uh, do things that seem interesting at the time, and you know some of them work well, and some of them, you know, still need a bit of tweaking. And uh, we're always in a constant state of evolution, I suppose, and I am too. Definitely. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's try to characterize who Chris Perrill is in like a short uh, elevator pitch for those who don't know or or don't understand what a decade of industry experience uh, culminates at like. As geek. There, geek. I, no, I, I, uh, that's probably the, the simplest way to put it. There's the elevator pitch. Uh, no, if uh, you were to broaden that a bit, I suppose content creator would be appropriate. You know, whether I'm uh, speaking at a, an event, whether I'm hosting my own event, uh, or whether I'm creating content online uh, through ways of blogs, email newsletters, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, etc. It's uh, it's kind of uh, in that realm, generally speaking. So uh, that that would be the uh, most appropriate term content creator and uh, being a geek I'm always interested in uh, technology and, and watching trends and typically um, you know seeing where things are going years before they actually get there uh, I'm one of the very few uh, resources that was running WordPress MU uh, pretty much version one the first public version that was released uh, I was running it and uh, you know it was a a long, difficult climb, and we're certainly not out of the woods yet, uh, but I'm, I'm extremely interested in seeing the uh, deployment of uh, WordPress 3.0 for a lot of reasons, namely because, you know, when I would uh, mention WPMU, 
I would see someone's eyes glaze over. Even the uh, most hardened WordPress developer didn't even want to touch WPMU. So, you know, I, I knew the uh, promise of what uh, WordPress could provide uh, long ago. Um, I switched, you know, from using movable type on my personal blog, having been one of the first registered business users when Ben and Mina Trot. Uh, before they, you know, were working with Joy Ito and really made a business out of it, um, migrated to WordPress. Geez, I can't even remember how long ago, but I've been pretty happy with it, uh, despite its uh, ups and downs. Uh, mostly up, sometimes down, and yes, it can be related to a host, uh, but more often than not, a really poorly coded plugin it can uh, take your entire site down, and nobody knows who to blame. <laughs> been there, done that, got that picture. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know how that feels. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I think the guys at Webmaster Radio know know far too well at the moment as well. Um, I, I, I won't go into the details, but there are some parts of Webmaster Radio that haven't, aren't working as properly as they should at the moment. Yes, yes. I'm even running into frustrations now. Uh, being a dabbler, I set up a Ning community, and I was a, a paid member from the beginning, so I'm not too concerned about the news coming up in uh, July when they make the shift uh, to forcing all free networks to go paid unless you are a teacher of some kind. I don't know how they're defining that term. Uh, either way, I set up one of my sites on Ning uh, because of frustrations that I was having with WordPress stability, or shall I say instability, a while ago. Uh, that was largely in relation to uh, some configuration options in a, a host that really didn't know WTF was going on. So I set set it up, and you know, I was pretty impressed with it. But uh, decided that it, it needed a bit more to be a functional community site, since Ning out of the box provides basic tools. Uh, I just don't believe that anybody at Ning really understands communities, despite having a company that is built around helping people create community their tools are extremely basic like beyond basic and in terms of community building uh, i had to reach out to third-party scripts and hacks and it seems at the moment the the third-party script that i was using on my ning network uh, known as scripts for ning scripts number four and ing um, it's not working right now, which has pretty much eliminated any kind of gaming aspect to the community that I have running, and people have noticed. Uh, so Ning will be interesting to watch, and unfortunately there's no perfect conduit to get a Ning network onto any other platform, although I, I'm surprised there hasn't been you know, too much movement on it. The only thing I've seen is like a, a member export, which is pretty Dumb. If you're just going to export the uh, members, you're losing all the content that you've built up for potentially years. I mean, I've got a couple years of content, you know, sitting there inside my network. Um, and, you know, certainly the ability to export all that would be useful. I'd expect to see some kind of uh, uh, module there is, at there some, is some point to go to work. Yeah, you know, there's a few people out there kind of dabbling with it, but it's going to need money. Like no one, no developer is just going to say, "Oh, sure, I'll develop a script that's going to export." No, no one's going to do it for money, and unfortunately, that's not money that I have to spend. Uh, so I, I kind of have to sit on the sidelines and wait for it to happen. Um, until then, uh, you know, I'm going to have that community kind of limping along because until Ning gets its act together, um, you know, I, I think communities are kind of screwed. They either get lucky or you know they they know what it takes to build a community. And unfortunately, if the right tools aren't there, you're going to be extremely lucky if your community is built, especially these days where. 
you know, a blog is merely a touching point for the world of social media. I mean, certainly it's getting easier with integration of new Facebook tools like the like button, you know, being able to post something to Twitter and seeing where your friends have, have uh, been active on the blog, etc. But, uh, you know, the, the idea of a blog has to evolve. And uh, I think WordPress is probably the closest thing out there that's going to, uh, you know, be accessible for a lot of people. I've wasted so much money on WordPress. I've wasted so much money on um, Drupal. I've wasted, I mean, I've wasted a lot of money, honestly, uh, over the years with, uh, you know, trying to make the content production process better and easier. And uh, it's been a frustration of mine not being a developer, you know, finding the, the person that, uh, or team that could really execute on it and, uh, you know, s certain things. And I've found little pockets of success uh, and, uh, you know, I think WordPress is a, a really, uh, you know, amazing tool to get an idea from point A to point B. There's a lot of really solid plugins out there. Um, but sometimes if you don't have the right mix, you know, you, you just stumble into, you know, a little bit of luck. If you've got the marketing know-how and maybe a little bit of money uh, or the right eye uh, or being somewhere at the right time, uh, you know, you can be lucky. But out of the box, you know, WordPress is about the strongest uh accessible CMS out there, you know, certainly for the price. And, uh, you know, I, I'll be interested to to watch it evolve and hopefully into more of a, a community tool because at this point in time, it still still needs a little bit of love. Well, BuddyPress still needs love. Uh, I think nobody is contesting that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my concern. Yeah, I'm sorry not to interrupt. Um, no, my concern is no. that you know it's it's kind of a moving target, just like WPM you was. And if I spend time and money in putting something together, is that going to change in another couple months? And you know, where does that put me as someone who you know wants to facilitate a, a process? You know, how nimble can the code be to be able to evolve with you know different hooks, you know, with different versions? Uh, but yeah, I think BuddyPress is at least a start. Um, you know, there are certainly other community type tools that could evolve, but I'm a big believer that the theme is the app. Uh, much like WordPressQA.com uh, is out there, it's a small paid app. The developer doesn't doesn't seem to be too hip on taking user feedback in terms of development, but it's an interesting idea. The theme is the app. It's basically your own uh, question and answer site built on built on WordPress. So the theme, in conjunction with plugins, is an application, but the theme is the app. And I, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of interest. You know, I can see how WordPress could work in a certain way, but unless the plugins are there to support it, it, it kind of becomes a hack. Uh, and I, and I, I'd like to see the WordPress community continue to evolve and create more themes as an app. You know, certainly you can abstract certain features uh, like the BuddyPress plugins would do, but at some point that's that's got to become a part of core. I don't imagine that happening before WordPress 4.0, but I don't know if that's even going to stop me from, you know, needing to integrate some of that community, you know, those community features into what I intend on or what I have been doing successfully to this point. And to, to put a finer point on it, now that I've kind of, you know, waxed pathetic for a couple <laughs> minutes and you've allowed me to, um, <laughs> I set up WPMU a while ago, like I said, pretty much first public version. And uh, the reason why is because I wanted a place where people could blog and make money. And that's exactly what has been happening on LockerGnome.com uh, for a number of years. And some people are extremely happy. Uh, bloggers who have their own domains and couldn't get anywhere in the search engines or promotion-wise. And, you know, I have the ability to kind of get content from point A to point B. So over time, you know, WPMU has made a good place for LockerGnome.com. 
uh, as a, a, a foundation for shared revenue with blogging. It needs to evolve. I mean, there's there's some things that definitely are not perfect, uh, but that's kind of where I've had to wait for you know the the right. Uh, mix of things to kind of come together to make possible. Uh, part of that is the the development and deployment of, of BuddyPress at some point, and and part of it is just the maturity of uh, WPMU in, in general. But uh, it's it's worked. I've I've found a pretty good business model, at least like I said with LockerGnome.com, uh, and specifically with WPMU. And I think a lot of people are afraid of the uh, impending WordPress update. I am probably one of a dozen who's actually thrilled. <laughs> That uh, it's all kind of coming together to the same code base. Uh, I, 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 th- I think I think we all we're all uh, are we're all but a lot of us are thrilled to see them come together. But uh, a lot of us uh, are um, have actually looked at the code and are very scared of that as well. But you touched on something very important there. It's revenue, and um, since uh, Webmaster Radio has to edit all these shows, and I don't want to pay for them doing it, um, I suggest we take a commercial break and come back right after that. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link-building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link-building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link-building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link-building report. <laughs> Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues 
only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. So we're back, and luckily for everyone listening, it's not just me, it's the awesome Chris Barillo and Frederick as well. Um, Chris, you... I don't you, know about awesome, but sorry. <laughs> Am I being well. awesome so far, or is it just yeah, well, you, you, mediocre? Yeah, well, you're... you're you're good at rambling, so and we we enjoy listening to it. So I guess all of us have. I take I take the pressure off of you. I can just, yeah. you just wind me up, and I'll just wax pathetic for hours. <laughs> well, as long as Actually, we're that happy. Would be, that that would be a good byline. My first uh, uh, personal blog had a byline: "Getting screwed while everybody else is getting laid." Uh, uh, I got rid of that uh, over because of uh, professional efforts, but uh, it's still one of my favorite bylines. Maybe waxing pathetic since 1992. I'm not that old. I mean, that's when I first got online. Sorry. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, oh, <yeah. laughs> well, anyway, Chris, so uh, anyway, so, the, uh, so waste uh, everybody's well, time with. Yeah, well, well, I, I, we're talking about Lockenham, and I'd, I'd like to talk a bit more about Lockenham because Lockenham is a blog network, and people are making money to uh, by blogging on that. You said yes, yes, absolutely. Um, um, so, how does that work? Well, in a basic sense, I had a plugin developed that did a, a Google AdSense uh, split. It's an automatic fifty-fifty, but it's not where it is right now. Is not where it should be. Let me let me just uh, put a qualifier on it right now. Uh, I'm not happy with the design, even though I paid you know a lot for the design. It's actually Wicket Pixie, which is open source. Uh, more information about that, just Google Wicket Pixie, and it should take you to the theme page, which is currently hosted on my personal blog at chris.perillo.com. Um, so Locker Gnome has been around since 1996 in a professional capacity. It's evolved over the years. Uh, it's got you know really good uh, SEO uh, capabilities you know, built into the theme. As well as you know, uh, well beyond, I have the ability to market something from point A to point B. Given that I've got about 120,000 YouTube followers, 80,000 folks on Twitter who follow me, et cetera, et cetera, and I just you know use this to kind of get information from point A to point B. And certainly, uh, the people who happen to be writing on LockerGnome.com, you know, if they've written something that I think is worth sharing, then I'll share it. So. In a basic sense, everybody gets their own blog on LockerGnome. Instead of using a subdomain model, though, however, uh, I'm using a subdirectory model, which was kind of a, a pain in the neck to work inside of a WPMU since that wasn't a stock uh, feature. By default, it, it creates subdomains. So we had some issues with redirects for a little while, but everything should be okay. Uh, and at this point in time, I don't really have a better process to facilitate or really make people understand what LockerGnome is there for, and that is you know, to basically be a place where you can get paid to write whatever you want to write and uh, you know my hope is is to be able to build better tools to help the community become more of a game as every good community is a game at any level uh, you know or at least certainly the features of uh, stronger communities have some kind of gaming component inside and I don't have any of that right now uh, what I have is a basic place where someone who can write well can blog and uh, basically a 50-50 Google AdSense split and that's about it. Uh, it's been, you know, difficult to market that. I mean, because anybody can get a blog, right? Anybody. Uh, and we all know that WordPress is a great platform for that. But sometimes the things that are missing are the monetization. I mean, just because you put a banner ad up on a web page doesn't mean you're going to monetize anything. It doesn't even mean you can drive traffic to it. So it's an economy of scale. Part of the, uh, uh, you know, my grand design in my head is the cross discovery within a website itself or certainly beyond you know the theme is an app uh, to have 
a community-oriented theme with in conjunction with plugins to be able to uh, take anywhere. Uh, you know, I've certainly got a, a vested interest in developing something that'll work for LockerGnome.com, potentially for my, my well, no, absolutely for my blog, which it just Google the word Chris, and uh, I'm the first one there still. Um, been that way for a little while. The uh, but to be able to take it to other endeavors, I mean, I've got an interest in wines. And, and certainly learning more about wine, especially in Washington or, you know, in Seattle where I happen to live. So to be able to take this theme that would allow bloggers or independent writers or whatever to uh, generate revenue automatically from the content that they're writing anyway, um, you know, I, I think I have the ability to make it happen for anybody or any community leader or any domain. Um, Lockerdome, it's it's certainly worked for me, but in, until the the theme in conjunction with the backend support really works, it it won't happen. A couple of years ago, uh, you know, someone had convinced me with my problems that I was having with WPMU to migrate to Drupal, which I have to tell you, you know, I've never given birth in my life, but um, it was almost as painful as I can imagine that being, only worse because at the end of the day, I I, I didn't I didn't have anything. Uh, it was, uh, and I, I don't know if that was necessarily the, the, the issue of the developer uh, not having a, a project manager or uh, an issue, I think, largely with Drupal and getting trying to get Drupal to work like WordPress. Years ago, I, uh, I'm talking years ago, like 2001, uh, Microsoft had sponsored our first uh, conference, Gnome Dex, which is still happening. We're going into our 10th year now. Um, and they were starting with the Pocket PC. And I was using the Pocket PC, and this is like, you know, as I said, years ago when it first launched, they were going after Palm at that point, which had a you know pretty strong hold on the marketplace for PDAs. And uh, I was using it, and it, you know, I liked it a lot, but it just wasn't evolving at, at a rate where I wanted it to. I, I didn't feel like I could get as much as I could with another device, so I ended up going to a, a Sony Clie. It was a Palm-based device, and tried to find, and trust me, I'm getting to a correlation here in just a second. Uh, I was trying <laughs> to find software that would make the Palm work more like the Pocket PC. And ultimately, I just went back to the Pocket PC because yeah. I couldn't I, I couldn't make something else work like something that I, I liked or that I wanted. And so in going down the path of Drupal, uh, which, as I said, was extremely painful. I mean, I can't even tell you. And I, the community is great. I'm sure the code is great. But it just takes so much time and effort to make it friendly. And I tried to catalyze, you know, the community and say, I think it's possible to do if we have the right people working on this. I think we could, you know, build something that any any community could use. WordPress MU had not evolved, uh, you know. Certainly, BuddyPress was just. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even think it was Andy had even started working on BuddyPress at that point in time. In fact, he hadn't, because I offered him a few of the plugins that I had paid for development on uh, LockerGnome in the beginning. I don't know if any of the code got used. I, I don't know if it was. Um, but certainly, you know, over the years, it's been difficult not being a developer, not being a designer, at just being at the, at the base level an entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur. There we go. I'm an entrepreneur. That's, that's an entrepreneur who's a content producer. I think I just I think I just where's Urban Dictionary? I think I just uh, entrepreneur. I think that, that kind of fits. Is wow. it, isn't that a, a freelance journalist? Uh, you know, I got in trouble with a tweet the other day. I said, you know, the only journalists out there have degrees, and some journalists got really pissed off. But I was only trying to, def you know, separate the idea of a blogger from a journalist. This, of course, was before the uh, whole Gizmodo Apple kerfuffle went down. Uh, and certainly we're still in the thick of that. But, uh, well, you know, those I, aren't I, journalists I think, either, right? 
Well, you know, here's the thing. Everybody's biased. I, I can't tell you how many times I've read an article in which I was quoted and, and reading it going, this, this, this person was off the rocker. Like, this isn't even close to the truth. It's not even truthy. You know, it, where, where are they getting this from? What, what, where's this information? Or watching the news and hearing a newscaster just totally slaughter the absolute facts because they don't understand the terminology. And so they'll, they'll, mess, you know, they'll mess up and say, Twitter is a place where you can type 140 words or less in a single post. And wait a minute, words versus character? That's a big deal, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I've, I've seen journalists really screw things up, and, and I've seen bloggers really screw things up. Um, I, I think ultimately it's a matter of trust or clout that we have. The, the idea of identity, this is an, a, an issue bigger than content. Identity and authentication. I mean, when, when I uh, go on to uh, Twitter and uh, look at somebody who's, you know, has got a, a username that might be close to mine, uh, and they're typing something that some people may believe is me, I have no way of telling others that that's not me. Chris, Chris, can I uh, stop you for a bit? You're breaking up there, so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and see if we can fix that connection. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for... All right. Hello, Chris? Yeah, Skype sucks. I hate Skype. I use Ventrilo or... Um, what's the other... There's an open source version that's so much better. Really? Yes. Uh, it, Skype, for party calls, it sucks. There's uh, an open source library called Mumble, which uses the speech codec, cross-platform, free. Kind of a pain in the ass to install, but once you get it going, huh. the clarity of audio is astounding. The only uh, thing gamers, is, we have so many people that are, that are used to using Skype. That's the only thing that's eh, an issue. It's, it's easy, but then you get shit like what we just ran into. I mean, it's... Uh, how are you, how are you coming in now? Because I don't, see, I don't even see you in the call. I'm, I'm here. He's in there. Uh, yeah, well, Skype doesn't show him to me, but it's oh, good. I, I see, I, I, I see I can, him. Actually, I can hear him, that, so that, it's that, all good. Definitely here. You know, that's the only that's a, the second time I've actually seen that happen in six months. Wow. Yeah, Skype doesn't scale well when you get beyond a, a couple of people. Unfortunately, I've got a pretty decent, you know, uh, broadband connection here, ten up. So, oh no, you, your 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 connection really sounds fantastic. I mean, you got yeah. a great sound, but all of a sudden it just started going. It just started doing a phase out, something or other, and we lost yeah. it for a second. So I wanted to make sure to get that. I wanted to get like it wasn't bad enough where I mean it was something we could just quickly fix. Still, this is better than the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I I don't disagree. Yeah. Anyway. Either which way, I mean, we pride on the audio quality too, so that's why we wanted to go ahead and nip that real quick. Okay, yeah, we get whining all the time about audio quality. <laughs> At least I do. Dude, I'm telling you, try it's like I said, it's, it may be a pain in the ass to set up, but um, try uh, looking into Mumble. 
M U M B L E. Yeah, just you can email like that. that to if you want to email it to Yoast or I'll send you my email, whatever works yeah, for you. Dr- drop me a line and I can it. email it to you. I, I, I'm literally I'm, I'm back from a week break and so like getting into okay. email. Fifteen I, seconds, I got, guys. Fifteen. I, I, I've been like slowly but surely getting through it, and the only way to get my attention really is, is sending an email and having go. it go amongst We're the stack. That back. would be an easy one to respond to, though, so I'll do that quick. That's okay, here we go. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. So we're back, and um, from our private chat just now, I can, I can confirm that we can actually understand what Chris is talking about again. As well, least, or, or yeah, at least try to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any promises for the actual cohesiveness of any of my rants, but... No, uh, well, you, you don't have to. Hey, uh, a question we wanted to ask you because you're so big on communities. What is the biggest thing you think about actually starting one? Where where should you start if you want to build a new community? You know, this is this is tricky, um, and I've done it a few times, and, and I've learned a lot of lessons. Uh, at the base level, it starts with your heart, and if community doesn't exist there. It doesn't really matter what you do uh, with any tool. I mean, that's exactly what you know. WordPress is. It's a tool, uh, and uh, you know you can add different functions and layers to that tool. But it's you know baseline. It's it's just a tool. Anybody can create you know uh, something that works with a tool or a set of tools. But uh, you know without us that 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 central feeling of of belonging. You know the central uh, you know need for a heart. A community won't work, generally speaking. Um, you know, you've got an idea, you've you've got a point, uh, a concept, a interest around which others might be able to rally, and you know, based on that, tools can enhance and and help you extend uh, the ability to connect people with one another. And you know, it's the idea of community is still very much the same, even though tools have have certainly uh, evolved over time. And my interests, of course, have uh, also evolved. Over time, as you know, my my life has certainly changed. Even in the uh, you know since 1996, when I first started doing things, quote unquote, professionally online, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still very interested in technology of all kinds, really. But at that point in time, I was a, a very uh, passionate Windows user, part of the uh, Windows community, so to speak. And uh, it wasn't until Windows Vista was released that uh, I, I kind of thought, well, you know, I don't. I don't know about this anymore. And in fact, I got a there was a tweet last night uh, directed to me said, "Why have you why did you abandon Microsoft? Or why did you I'm sorry, why did you abandon Windows?" I said, "Well, I didn't abandon Windows. It abandoned me. It was actually vice versa. I felt uh, absolutely abandoned." And the in history has only proven me right. I mean, if you look at what Microsoft did with the uh, uh, ultimate extras for Windows Vista at least, uh, it was just a joke. I mean, I, in fact, no, it wasn't even a, it wasn't it wasn't funny. It was actually sad, um, you know. And I I made the switch at that point to uh, start using Mac OS ten uh, as well as Windows. I mean, I haven't completely you know gotten rid of it, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't until I felt like uh, you know my spirit didn't align with Microsoft's spirit in terms of Windows that you know I looked elsewhere. But that was my heart, and uh, of course, 
it's it's been difficult to to make that change online because people will get it in their head that you're this way and that's it. Don't pop outside that box. Like any time I post anything politically oriented, uh, people seem to to get up in arms because they've stereotyped me. This is you, and you can only talk about technology, and that's the only thing you can do. You can't talk about food. You can't talk about wine. You can't talk about anything. Just technology. Yeah. That's that's uh, all you people, know. People are like that, and and they'll even have your your own opinions ready for you. I, uh, right. <laughs> Precisely. So yeah. you know, it, as as that's evolved, you know, I've I've also had to evolve. Uh, it's been easier to do in a personal capacity, um, but uh, you know, moving Locker No More into a general realm, where as it it it, it really started life online, it, being focused on Windows. A couple of years later, we expanded into IT, Mac, Linux, etc. Uh, but still, a lot of that was tied into me and my identity online, being a Windows guy. And so, some people didn't like the change; other people did, because that's a pretty big change. Switching operating systems as a geek. I mean, that's that's about as dramatic as a Catholic becoming a Protestant, or vice versa. Or let me go even further than that. It's almost like a Catholic becoming uh, uh, a Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really dramatic in terms of departure. Um, you know, func- here's the funny thing. Functionally, it's the same God, but, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the pathway. <laughs> You know, that's, you know, I, I don't know whether you want to go there, Chris. I, I well, actually, but, studied, I actually well, studied theology for a couple of years. And, right. Uh, <laughs> There's certainly semantics. I'm not going to get into it. But the idea, yeah, I can get on the web. I can get on it You know, either way. The, the, yeah. uh, it's me, means to an end. So, uh, you know, community online, you know, is, is central to our identity as it continues to evolve. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty strong. And uh, to this point, it's been, and even now, it still is difficult. If you don't get the front end to play with the back end uh, of, a, of a website, you know, even the idea of community can be a challenge to facilitate. There's so many layers to it, so many things that have to be, uh, you know, considered. And without technical expertise and execution, uh, you're just going to be caught in a, a whirlwind of uh, headaches. And, and certainly I, I've faced them uh, over the years and, and, and still to a large degree continue to face them. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about the uh, the heart, the spirit, and and being able to identify uh, with with others. So, Chris, what do you do to actually support your community? I mean, as a as a leader, I understand that sometimes there's some adversity when people want to stay, you know, uh, you know, keep you pigeonholed and things like that. And I'm sure that exists for all some of the bloggers in your network who are on, you know, discussing different topics and so forth. But how do you support them? How do you encourage them? How do you you know, as a leader of a community, how do you foster it? There are different ways of doing it. And, you know, unfortunately, the the, the tools that I kind of need don't exist yet. Uh, but part of it like is, what? well, you know, to being able to, you know, contact uh, and, and manage uh, the group of people who happen to be writing or being able to easily identify stronger content producers, you, you know, without guessing. Uh, and right now it's just kind of guesswork so without the right statistics sitting in front of you like how how do i know which one is getting the most attention and which with with which communities you know how do i know what content's go- getting from point a to point b i can that's, look that's at other just examples. an analytics issue right the, it, the data it, is all there to a certain degree but to a large degree they even need to be armed with that information and, and most people aren't they guess i mean they get google analytics installed and they well i'm getting traffic but that's about it and it's guesswork as to what it took to make something go and make something grow so sometimes i'll see 
when I see something that was done very well, I'll make sure I say, you know, this was done extremely well, and you know, here's some suggestions on how to do this, this, and this at, at some point in the future. Um, you know, some of it, so much of it is contingent on variables that are, are far beyond control or anybody's control. Sometimes it's just luck, and sometimes it's just getting in front of uh, the right group. Um, it's the, the more that that can be facilitated in an automated capacity, the more everybody can be armed with their own information uh, rather than me kind of having to, you know, constantly watch and, and, and tweak and, and show people how to do something. Um, the, Is that uh, something you have to do, Chris? Do you feel like, you know, you're obligated to do that in your you know, to support your community? What do you think? I have to, seemingly. I mean, I, I've got people, you know, I, I pay an editor. I've also got someone who's a, the community, our community, uh, I guess a leader for the lack of a better word who helps facilitate a bit of this um, you know it's it's kind of helping them put trying to push them in the right direction um, in, in terms of fostering developing uh, you know I can always point to how other you know, businesses do it and say this is this is why this works if you do it like this you may see better results and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't it's it's not uh, always a uh, you know a, a perfect game sometimes the the SEO so to speak has to be done for them which doesn't really work out of the box you know someone may produce an article that would do well but you know without the right title or without the right slug or without the right everything else it's never going to go anywhere no one's ever going to see it amid the the myriad of content. hell yeah but people people uh, WordPress and SEO is basically my main thing, and, and people still don't get that just installing a stupid plugin like All-in-One SEO isn't going to get them good SEO. Um, yeah, I just I, I I think it could do, but I think the it could do a lot better. I've seen some WordPress installs out there, and I'm like, and I ask them, how did you do this? They don't give me an answer, but I'm like, I know what you did. How did you do it? Because I'm interested. Because it, it's more about helping people make money from what they're doing anyway and, and unfortunately there's no easy ways of doing it at this point in time but I do believe a lot of that payload comes through the theme well Chris don't you also feel like you know to a certain degree uh, there's there's too many you know best practices and principles and things of this nature that aren't actually applicable to everyone I mean in general are there really so many commonalities between all blogs and communities I think it a base level, humans are the same. We react to the same things. Uh, you know, nothing's going to get somebody's attention more than being controversial. Uh, t top ten lists seem to do quite well still. Uh, you know, helpful advice. You know, steps, tips, tricks, video, images. I mean, there, there's some uh, base level concepts and implementations uh, that could certainly make a, a good article great or a bad article better. Uh, it's. Uh, you know, certainly the, the subject matter you know, is going to vary depending on what you happen to be uh, putting together for uh, an audience. Uh, but I, I think it, our, 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 we react, humans react uh, based on emotion. And the more emotion you can evoke, hey, you, okay, let's take a step sideways here uh, and, and look at what Apple did when they announced their iAd platform, which, by the way, I think is an amazing move not to be underestimated. Um, and they basically had stated that you know they're trying to bring emotion back to advertising. And that's abs that's extremely accurate. You know, we 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 even though we don't yeah. want to react on emotion, we do. And the more emotion you can evoke, you know, whether it's through language or visuals, uh, the more reaction you're going to get. And Apple would know. I mean, they're the masters of that, having sold one million iPads already, just on sheer emotion. Well, I I tweeted out. I said. 
I think uh, see, I, I, the, where I normally blog things, sometimes it's just as easy to use Twitter or Facebook. I said Apple actually sold 250,000 iPads, and 750,000 were sold by the people who bought those iPads. So, so, selling them basically by other people observing the iPad yeah. being. It's, oh yeah, that's true. Although I must say, I got one, and not because anyone else around me has one, because it's pretty hard to get them here in Holland right now. So it's, um, yeah, it's weird though. There's, you know, that at some point Steve Jobs is going to announce something, and that you've got a hole in your pocket just as big as the amount that he's going to spell out to you. Right. Um, he's he's got more control over my money than than. Um, well, I'd say anyone else except my wife. So yeah, it's it's weird, but it, that it, they're very good at that. I'm, I must say, I, I was looking at your uh, blog, and, and the first thing you just mentioned that you're number one for Chris, and and being in the SEO I am, I was looking at your site links, and you've got four for me, and and the the one that caught my attention was the fifty weight loss tips. Um, yep. It's it's so funny to see that even for you, that a post like that has has gotten more links than a lot for the other stuff on your site. Yeah, and, and I just don't know that much about weight loss to be able to continue that thread. I know what visitors would want to see, but I don't have that expertise. So my my game plan would be to, uh, and I think the chat rooms kind of said this uh, a couple of seconds ago, uh, Jeff Rowe said, how many times are communities formed because of one individual? That one individual makes the community, is the reason the community exists, is the reason why the community is the way it is. And so to be able to, uh, you know, take that idea in terms of WordPress and invite my community, you know, uh, you know, some people who may be weight loss experts and say, hey, you know, do you want to create content on my blog and, you know, get credit for it in a byline or whatever? Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd necessarily do any ad sharing on my personal blog, but, you know, certainly to be able to create content that other people are, you know, looking for uh, would be you know, extremely handy given that. One of my top posts happens to be uh, those weight loss tips. Yeah, which weird, do work. I'm not. I'm not selling snake oil or anything. It's just. It's basically eat less. Uh, you know, and and do more. I mean, it's, it's not rocket but science. It, it's but, input no, but it's really funny if you if you look at it for for me for here from from out of Holland, of course. But looking at the, at a U.S. SERP, you're number twenty for the term weight loss, which in itself could make you a millionaire if you were in the top three. So it's it's yeah, but see, I need I I would love to do something like that, but not have having that expertise or to be able to facilitate it, you know, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, true. Hey, um, we're going to have to uh, round up a bit, and we've got this uh, segment which we introduced a couple of weeks back, um, called uh, uh, which we we stole from Leo Laporte. So I steal everything from Leo Leo Laporte because he learned from the best, right? Um, so uh, we've got our weekly plug-in pick. Um, so we prepared you a bit for that, but I don't know whether you've actually chosen one or, or have one you'd like to share with all of us, like a plugin that you really like. Yeah, uh, it, I don't think it's in production anymore, though, but I, I've kept it. It's functional. It's uh, In fact, I use it on LockerNome in my, my blog, or any WordPress install for that matter. Uh, first RSS. And basically what it does is it will parse inline an RSS feed. So... If a user hits that page and they want more information and I've included a, a certain feed, it'll automatically populate that page with the latest items from that feed. 
And I've used this with uh, affiliate advertising, uh, you know, and it's worked out quite well. And doing it with uh, the Amazon affiliate program uh, had basically uh, jumped my uh, revenues uh, 2,000% simply by using the first RSS plugin and parsing in an Amazon RSS feed uh, tied into contextually with the content uh, and uh, um, automatically pulling in the latest information from Amazon. So I don't have to worry about uh, updating uh, old, outdated uh, 404s, you know, any bad links, so to speak. Yeah. Cool. That's, That's uh, interesting. Pretty good well, Yost, do you know of anything else similar right now? Because I can't find a link for that to share with any. With, uh, no, I, I, I'm thinking of it. There, there's a couple. Um, I, I think, and and we'll be I'm We had to modify it. it. Yeah, I may have to send it along. It, it's it's definitely not perfect. Um, but we we've modified it to to work better with the uh, Amazon's affiliate program as well as beyond. We actually have to use a modified plugin. For Amazon specifically, the way they're doing business these days with their API, okay. but yeah, uh, yeah I'll send it Be, to you. because basically for the feed that that part is quite easy, and there's a plugin called RSS short shortcode by yours truly to uh, um, basically just uh, pop in uh, an R- a shortcode RSS with the URL, and then you uh, uh, and then it shows the latest posts or whatever from that RSS feed. Um, but that wouldn't work with uh, uh, because it, with Amazon you'd have to throw in your own affiliate ID, of course. Yeah. So you'd have to uh, change some stuff here and there. Um, but but the idea is quite good. Uh, it should be it shouldn't be that hard to do. Theoretically, I mean now I've got a lot of legacy uh, you know data in there. So moving on to another plugin, it would, it, you know I always have to account for things that might break in updates. That's a pretty crucial yeah. plugin. Me though. Well, especially because it, uh, if it was written a while back, it might even use the old RSS parser that was in WordPress at that time, and uh, because we yeah, switched RSS sure. parsers a couple of releases back. So um, I think the API is mostly the same, so probably not breaking that much. But it, it well, it, it sounds pretty good. Like, send it along. We might we can we can see if we can put it up somewhere again and, and make make it work. Yes. Um, so, Frederick, do you have a pick for us as well? I do, actually. The uh, <clears throat> the Google News, oh, what's the exact name? Google XML News Sitemap. Yeah. And I think there's another one similar to it. And today, and it's interesting because today I think it's the last day that uh, you can actually uh, submit if you're using the old format for your Google News, uh, sub, uh, you know. Uh, XML sitemap and webmaster tools. And today's the last day that you could uh, actually use that old one. So it's a great uh, tool to use the new format uh, for news, which is you know uses uh, date, timestamps, and different things. So it's very cool yeah. plugin, simple. And I, I noticed it's a lot faster than Google XML sitemaps, which is good as well. But it's uh, um, and I'll be quick because we have to be otherwise Brasco is going to kill me. Um, and I, uh, we've only done this a couple of times, but I'm still not sure whether I've already done this one. But Media RSS is a very simple plugin that should be in core, but it's not. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that goes very to, uh, goes together quite well with your uh, uh, Google News stuff um, because uh, it adds 
the Yahoo MRSS tags to to your RSS feed around images, videos, stuff like that, um, allowing you to actually uh, your vid- to get your video and uh, and images indexed properly as well. So it works wonders for your uh, um, uh, universal search results in Google. Um, nice. I I noticed that they have an updated version on that on WordPress.com, and I'm hoping very much that they'll push that out because the video press uh, videos that they have on WordPress.com get get published very well and get ranked in Google quite nicely because of uh, their proper uh, uh, embedding in the in, in the RSS feed. Otherwise, I'll have to write it myself. Um, that's it. We have to wrap up. Um, Thanks a lot for being here, Chris. You're uh, probably the most easy guest I've ever had, just because it's uh, you throw in a quarter and you keep on on, on going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd love to have you back someday. It, was, it really was sure. a pleasure uh, talking to you, and uh, you obviously know what you're talking about. So really cool. Um, leaves to me to announce that we'll, next week we'll have John Mueller from Google on. Uh, we'll be talking about Google Webmaster Tools and all the new stuff they're doing in there and how you can use that as a blogger. Um, if you don't know him as John Mueller, you might know him as John MU from the forums or everywhere else. Um, so we'll be here again next week, Tuesday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. or 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Talk to you then. Bye bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.